Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back for episode 162. Steve, how's it going? Derek, it's going very well. And nice. I, I assume it's going well for you too. because It's we going both, well. <laughs> we both have teams in the championship of their respective sports. We do. You cannot we ask do. for more than you, that. You really can't ask for more than that. And we how we podcasted probably three weeks ago, I think, or... Yeah, you know, we like, like, you know, we've, that's about what we've been, you know, our cadence. And the last time we podcasted, both of our team's backs were firmly pressed against the wall. Oh, yeah. Down three to two in their respective series. Not even the semifinals series, not even the, the conference finals for either of them. So this was like multiple series ago. And our teams have made it through the fires. Yes. And are we, in the finals. We were less optimistic three weeks ago. We certainly were. We certainly were. But I find myself in the same exact position two rounds later. (laughs) Uh, Talking on this podcast, fresh off of a Celtics loss and down 3-2 in a series. So hopefully that bodes well for the way it goes after we podcast. But we'll talk about that soon. Um, So just kind of to give a rundown of the episode today, we've got uh, sports obviously dominated by the NHL and the NBA and their playoffs. Uh, We have a little bit of golf that's going to be transitioned into our uh, DM section, which is in section number two. Then we have a bunch of stuff in the miscellaneous just portion, jam-packed just jam packed with stuff. And then we have a final drive to end things out. So any shout outs or anything you want to do before we kick it off? Uh, no shout outs this week. Uh, yeah, not yeah. off the top of my head. I feel like we got some semi shout outs in the end that, that refer yes, to people that, we, that listen. So uh, so without further ado, let's start with number one, which is sports. The Monster Jam. All righty. So. Kicking off the sports topics, we got two things. We got the cup finals and the NBA finals. That's the focus of our talk yes. in this episode. So uh, I put cup finals first because uh, it's sort of like it starts tonight, uh, right before we're recording this, right before game one. You want to start with the cup finals or NBA finals? I really don't care which we start you with. You know, let's start with the cup finals because sure. it hasn't started yet. By the time right. people are listening, one game will have happened. So yep. the talk on that's going to be a little weird while you're listening. A little premature, yeah. Yeah, because you're at. We don't know what's going to happen. And by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> something has happened. Right. So, um, we can be brief on that, but it yep. is Stanley Cup Finals, Lightning versus Avalanche. I will say I follow hockey, but mainly because I'm a Bolts fan. It's it's probably third or fourth on my list of, of the pro sports. Yep. So I know the I know the Lightning much more than I know the league. Yeah. Um, I have read that this is a matchup that people have been waiting for for a long time. These are two very good teams. The Lightning have won two abbreviated seasons, and they're finally in the finals for a full-length season, going against right. what people, what others believe to be yeah. the best team in the NHL. This is finally a clear, two clear best teams in the NHL, or at yeah. least the Avalanche versus the two-time defending champs. Yeah, this is about as a heavyweight matchup as you can have in the NHL. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ultimate juggernaut matchup. Yeah. I, I mean. Uh, not to in any way discredit the Lightning's two reigning championships because championships are championships and they, they earned them and were the best team in the league. However, when it comes to the finals matchup, certainly they were both underwhelming. Um, the Montreal Canadiens were an atrocious, actually finished dead last this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they got to the, the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals last year. Um, uh, and the Dallas Stars was, I believe, your other matchup. Is that right. correct? And Dallas similarly, you know, 
put together a really nice run to get to the finals. But, you know, by no means this is in another league as far as this matchup of the tried and true champions, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning going for their three peat against truly the wire to wire juggernaut of the league this year, which is the avalanche. The, the the Colorado from week week one, I think, was the best team in the NHL. And, and every time I watched them, I like it was like watching a different game. Like you watch the Avalanche play, their speed, their 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 strength, their skill is like they stand out as a team that's like this is a good team. And and you just look at their playoff run this year, they're just sweeps everywhere. They've I mean, had no like, trouble in the playoffs, like none. <laughs> like, yeah. And so uh, this is an absolute juggernaut matchup, and uh, not too dissimilar from the Lightning. The Avalanche, like you're like you alluded to there when you mentioned people waiting for this matchup, the Avalanche have been on their way here. Like like yeah. like this isn't like a a spark in a bottle, like you know, lightning in a bottle, no pun intended type Ooh. of situation. <laughs> um, I knew that sounded wrong. Spark in bottle is not the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this isn't like you know, this isn't a one hit wonder team. This team has been building toward being a perennial contender for several years, and they are now what they projected to be. So. Totally agree on all of that. This is by by far the most marquee matchup of the Lightning's three cup final matchups that they've had in these three years. So it's going to be a heck of a series, I think. Yeah. So And the Lightning are away. So yep. Avalanche have home core, home ice. And yep. for the Lightning, that tends to matter. I haven't yeah. uh, apparently for the Avalanche, they can beat anyone anytime. But from the Lightning series that they the even though um Maple Leaf series too. Yep. home ice really matters. Yes. So yeah. that's what I'm most worried about. Um, I still do think we're getting Braden point back. Uh, he's been out for the yep. entire playoffs just about. So he's going to be a huge value add to those lineups and we, to the scoring. I always have faith in Vasilevsky. We have some veterans who've been there before. The avalanche have not been here before. Yep. So there's some nerves. Um, it, it's going to, it's a very, very even matchup in terms yeah. of not just the the players on the ice, but the intangibles, you know, yeah. we we're, we've, we're the veterans who've been here before they they're young and hungry. They've got very good players. I, I just, uh, I'm excited. I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like, I'm just happy to be here. Cause like, I clearly <laughs> want to win, but we're two time yeah. defending champs with a yeah. shot at a three Pete. Yeah. That's incredible. It's I'm a little not bit gonna... of house money, but it, right. but yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't really change it once you're there, you know? Right. And, and so, yeah, I, I think all the all the all the above is true. Definitely with Tampa thus far in these playoffs, home ice has been a big deal. They've had a bit of a tough time winning on the road. They've won the important games on the road. They've won the ones they needed to, like yeah. Game Sevens. I think they've won two of them on the road. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Um, but well, they you know, won they won a Game Six against uh, the Rangers and a Game Seven. Oh, right, right, right. Maple Leafs. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Um, so yeah, you know they've won those critical, you know, pivotal games on the road when they've needed to, but they have dug themselves holes in series. By losing on the road or giving away leads in series. So I think, um, you know, certainly uh, will be put to the test against a team like Colorado. Tampa is going to need to take care of business at home and obviously need to, you know, take one in Colorado as well, at least. So uh, it'll be it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is like you said, clash of the two, really, I probably the two best teams in the league. Um, I know for most of the season, the Lightning were not necessarily one of the best teams in the league, but you kind of you know, they it, it's at two not, time defending champs. You have to just give them the benefit of the not, doubt that right. they're probably one of the best, if not the best team in the league. Yeah, not to not to not to overdo an analogy and bring it to 
just my own world, but like the, the, you know, they give you Patriots vibes, like, like when it cut, like in, at this scenario, right. It's like, were they dominating all season? No, but like, are you going to bet against them in the playoffs? Like, cause they're, yeah. they're the two time defending champs. So they have the cachet over everybody else here do as people, far as like experience. Do people hate the lightning as much as they hate the Celtics or hate the, um, Patriots yeah. like the, the prime Pats? Yeah. Definitely like, not yet. Cer- yeah. Certainly not yet. But, but I, I will say that, uh, a win here would would get you there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any three peat is like you're done being rooted for. I, I mean, want to hear yeah, something funny? Yeah. The um, I'm like very fearful. I'm like a people pleaser. I'm like, please don't hate my team. They're just very good, <laughs> you know. Um, but everyone seems to like the Lightning. There's no like massive hate. They don't have, yeah. have many like besides Kalorn, which some people have a, an issue with. But they don't have any yeah. players that draw like mass ire. Yeah. Um. So we go up against the Rangers, and I'm like, "Oh no, we're gonna beat the Rangers." And they're gonna be like, "Ah, the new dy- the dynasty's back." As yeah. soon as we beat the, apparently the whole world hates the Rangers. I really? did not know okay. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. I mean, either. at least from the 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 Twitter sphere and and like yeah. social media, yeah. people were hating on equally the Bolts for the previous two season for the yeah. previous two series, and then when yep. they beat the Rangers, people are like, "Ha ha, Rangers yeah. suck." At least like <laughs> at least it's not the Rangers in the in the Stanley Cup final. So yeah. I'm right. hoping that bought us some goodwill yeah yeah definitely i mean the uh certainly in the leaf series um the leafs are another one of those polarizing teams that people like to hate so i mean yeah. you you sort of get some of the benefit there honestly just another just we'll move on soon from hockey but the, i don't think i saw one second of one clip of the lightning panthers series that series was just ended like Dude, they swept before they i just, knew it began right. like and i hate the panthers and I the mean, panthers no, were one the of the best teams in the league right and the world doesn't care about the panthers because they're yeah. still kind of like Right. <laughs> they're still newly good and yeah. they're in Florida, whatever. Right. I hate them with a passion. That's right. like the That's biggest win for me. That's your main rivalry yeah. at this point, right? And it's like, that was just like, I literally, maybe it's because the Celtics were going on and I just didn't watch it. Like that series was over before I knew it. I checked the score. I like when, when they finished the sweep, I, I had my ESPN app and I looked at the score and I saw the lightning one. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, it was that two nothing. They're up in the series. And it was, it was, yeah. oh, it was four nothing. I was like, <laughs> right. I can't believe how fast that series just ended. So, yeah. um, I, I'll just say, um, while you're you're right in that the the Lightning don't draw this like Yankee Patriot Lakers esque like hatred from success yet, I do think that you're very stacked against the common opinion in this series. I think yeah. that People I think that the, the general fan are yeah. definitely going to be rooting for the Avalanche. So it it, uh, it doesn't yeah. help that the Avalanche have sick uniforms. Yeah, I love the I love yeah. the Avalanche logo and uniform. I just am, I'm a they're they're probably the one team. You know, you know what we talk about when we refer to like millennium colors, like the dark yeah. shades. They are the one team that I think still has those and pulls it off. But they like, pull it off. No, they've got like maroon. Like that's not Well, yeah, but like I I guess they, I they associate They have a millennial logo. Yeah, the low yeah, true. But the but the the maroon yeah, I don't know. I guess this both the maroon and the blue are kind of subdued, whereas like the post millennial is like the colors that really pop. Like like you look at um, the Dallas Stars, for example, right? The Dallas yeah. Stars used to have this like forest green and now they're this like popping like like Celtic screen, you right. know, and it's like um, Colorado's never changed. They haven't veered from their from what they, their logo and color scheme. I don't, I don't mean to make them sound outdated. They're not like like I said, I love the way it looks. Yeah. I just think that's props to them. Like they're they're one of the few teams that has kept that color scheme and still like looks very very good in their yeah. uniforms. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. I, th- I think it doesn't hurt. People are going to be yeah. rooting against some yeah some real for good, sure real good jerseys. 
I like so, the Lightning too, though. Yeah. I think the Lightning are clean, Light, Chris. Lightning are, Lightning are good, except for when they're facing the Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst. I don't want to even talk yeah. about it. Um, PTSD from that. So, yeah. uh, so there you go. Cup Finals gets underway tonight. Once you're listening to this episode, who are you uh, rooting for? Either team. I have to play the fifth on that, as you uh, know. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm rooting for your happiness, of course. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> pleading the fifth is a, is an indictment. Um, but uh, either the Avalanche or the Lightning will be up one nothing by the time you're listening to this. So, um, so I will just say the obligatory goal bolts, but I'm not professing. I'm not professing that that's who I'm rooting for. So. Nice, good caveat. Um, Thanks. So from cup finals, we shift to the NBA finals, which are well further into the progression here as we on Wednesday recording this are the day before game six of the NBA finals in Boston. The Celtics trail three games to two coming off of two straight losses for the first time this playoffs. They lose two games in a row. Uh, What are your thoughts first? I guess we'll start with you because I have plenty of thoughts, obviously. My first thought is that tomorrow's game, which is a Thursday, is a 9 p.m. start. I know. The, they started every all the games at 9 except for the Sunday games, which is stupid. But I, I am. Yes. It's just bad business. It is. Bad business. It is. Um, my initial thoughts are, and and I, I want to root against the Celtics. You know me. I, yes. I, I, I enjoy rooting against, <laughs> as you like most That's gracious, very fair. As you graciously say, go Bolts, rooting for your happiness. I'm like, I just want your teams to lose all the time. Um, but just generally, it's it's just easy to dislike them because yeah. there's because there's they've been so successful. Not necessarily the Celtics, but the Boston, Boston in general. Yeah, right. Um, that being said, this is one of the more likable Celtics teams I've ever watched. So I'm kind of and and probably probably one of the more unlikable Warriors teams <laughs> yeah. that I've watched. Right. Um. So I, I'm on the fence with who, who I'm rooting for. I, I, I really do wish there'd be some nail biter games. Yeah. I feel like the entire playoffs have been just blowouts in one direction or the other. Uh, there's been a few close games, but yep. I don't know. I'm thinking back to Kawhi Leonard hitting buzzer beaters. And yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. You just, the, the past few years have been really good in terms of crazy games and yeah. these playoffs NBA have been kind of blowouts. Um, yeah. So I don't, I'm just rooting for both teams to have fun, but <laughs> we need some, I would love to go game seven and get to a buzzer beater. These teams That'd deserve it. They're yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think you can stop Steph once he gets hot. And yeah. he's just, if he can hit threes any, any time him and clay, then you can't really, they can dig out of any hole and separate too far. Yeah. It's, it goes in a blink, in a blink right. of an eye. That team just runs away from you. I, I mean, you know, uh, that that's it's really excruciating for the Celtics to drop game five, a game that Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 shooting threes. The first time in his, like in, I think his streak ended of like 140, I think, playoff games in a row with the three. Yikes. Like the like the next highest is like 50. Like he's the only, he, he is the first guy to ever like be, a full-time three-point barrage in the playoffs, like over like a decade, basically. Um, and so for the Celtics to lose that game is a tough one. I mean, I know it's on the road. I know that, you know, Andrew Wiggins has been phenomenal yeah. for the for the Warriors. I mean, what, what a pickup he was just in like kind of a, like they were the ones trading D'Angelo Russell, like in right. for the hall, like, right. like they were viewed as giving up the bigger deal in that package. And they get back Andrew Wiggins, who's just been a perfect fit for them. So, you know, it hurts for the Celtics to lose that game five. Um, that said, you know, the Celtics have been in holes like this before. They they lost a brutal game five at home against the Bucks. 
and then I <laughs> came on here at, immediately after that game ended and had to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the last time we podcasted was after the Celtics just looked. They looked like they were done. I mean, you you blow a fourth quarter lead and lose by like 10 at home in game five against Giannis. Yeah. Now you got to go on the road and beat the Bucks in game six and then come back home and win it in seven if you get there, right? It's a similar scenario. Is Obviously, the game seven won't be at home this time, but the game six that they need to win is at home. So, so, you, so the game six tomorrow is at home? Is at home, yes. It's at, nine o'clock Eastern time. Nine, yeah. Every, at, every one of these games in has Boston? been... Yeah, even in Boston. That's it's odd. For, it's it, the NBA. This has nothing to do with the Warriors being on the West Coast either. Like the NBA yeah, was set. Think it like the, that schedule was set for 9 p.m. and the occasional 8 p.m. on Sunday. Um, and really, you gotta it, compete it, with it, uh, it's, January 6 hearings. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately because they want West Coast viewership, which I understand. But like, I mean, is eight o'clock not early enough to get viewership? Like, right. I like at five o'clock on the West Coast. Like, you don't think people get out of work to watch? the finals like at five o'clock for like, their I mean, team yeah right yeah especially like, for imagine their team. hitting happy hour yeah. right when your game exactly starts. yeah e- e- yeah even even not for their team like people yeah exactly it's i don't know i think it's a little overkill you couldn't do 8 30 like it's yeah. like nine because nine turns into nine ten like every time you know it's like so anyway the game is at home it's at nine but uh but yeah i mean it's uh you know going into this series what i think a lot of people uh myself included probably look at the matchups and the way the teams are built and they say, you know, like the Celtics kind of seem like a better team. Like this, like they're, they have better defensive pieces. They have more well-rounded, uh, are more well-rounded roster. Most people would say mm-hmm. they're bigger, they're more physical. Um, and you know, the counterpoint by most people was, but the warriors are the warriors and the, they have their experience. And I'll be honest, I kind of discounted that going into the series. I was like, that's a little bit overrated. I, I, I've been convinced that that's not overrated. Like yeah. this series has, that has been the reason the Celtics are losing. In my opinion, in this series, there have just been too many moments where the Celtics look lost in that moment. And I don't know if it's because it's the finals or not, but I do know that the Warriors don't look lost ever. No. Like except for Game One, the fourth that fourth quarter of Game One, which was like an otherworldly quarter. Like the Celtics, yeah, won like forty to sixteen, I think, with the exception of that one quarter. Golden State hasn't looked lost at all because no. they are they have championship DNA like they've done this. This is their eighth trip to the finals or right. sorry, sixth trip to the finals in eight years. And they don't like, get like momentum scared. Like, you know, no. when Steph doesn't when Steph starts goes over nine, they still win the game because yes. they just let Steph do his thing and they all do their thing. Yeah. Like, and he and he knows how to create like, right. you know, without hitting three pointers like like they know how to create and still play defense. They're really well coached. Like it just. You know, the all of those things are showing in this series, I think. But yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm it's tough, too, because like the Warriors are another one of those teams like <laughs> the rich get richer. Like they yeah. they legitimately were the worst team in the league, got a first round draft. Like a, was it yeah. number one overall pick? It was number two, but it was James Wiseman, who's not even who's injured for them. Right. Like, so it's not even that number two pick that got them back here. It's it's really the Andrew Wiggins trade right. like. Andrew Wiggins is the piece they were missing to get back here. And then and also Jordan Poole, like randomly becoming like all he does is hit half court buzzer beater. So it's like, but uh, but yeah, I think the series is good. I think it's a good matchup for the NBA. It is. Yeah, it doesn't feature LeBron. Yeah, Um, I I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I think the rest. Yeah, and it's both coasts. So it's like a cool it's a cool new rivalry between the coasts. Yeah. Um, 
It's I, true. I, and I want, I want, I like the storylines. I like yeah. the storylines. And, and, and you know, uh, it's, it's also, it's got a lot of the storylines. It has the, the old versus new, you know, it has the, the champs versus the ones that are trying to become champs, you know, and like, yeah. you know, we look at a lot of these, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of people will, if the Celtics lose this series, you know, people will step back and a lot of people will talk about the silver linings, right? I mean, the Celtics, if the Celtics win, they would be the longest odds champion when it comes to preseason odds in the last like 40 years. I think really? I mentioned that, that wow. um, like the Celtics had really low odds entering the season to win the title. Right. So um, you'd, you'd step back and say, well, they made a huge jump. They're now like the favorites in the East, like for however long. Right. And you look at guys like if you go down the list of like LeBron, uh, Giannis, Kawhi, uh, Durant, Curry, when you look at all of those superstars, None of them, zero of them won championships before they were 26, right? Hmm. Like they all had their their early career struggles. You remember LeBron, people labeled LeBron a choker for the first third of his career, <laughs> like because he couldn't win a championship, right? Yeah. And that, that faded fast when he won, you know, several of them. And so um, there is that bright spot, right? Tatum and Brown are both not 26 yet. So, so you know, them winning this title would be ahead of schedule when it comes to stars in the NBA winning titles. Yeah, that's fair. But all that said, I kind of bring it back to what we were talking about with the lightning, right? It doesn't really matter that it's house money. It, it doesn't. Once you're there, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel that way at all. Like, sure. Like in hindsight, is it kind of house money because no one expected the Celtics to get here? Sure. But the Celtics are here and, and they, they could have they could win this series. And so that's what that's what aggravates you. It's like you had it there for the taking to beat the Warriors. If And so if they lose this series, I think that's what will prevail over the silver linings which of course are good and their window could still be very open for a long time yeah but you know it's when you're this close it, it's it'll sting if you don't get it so big game six um give me know, a, they've, they've done it a few times but give me a hot take prediction for hot either take. this game or the last two games a hot take prediction um, not just like win or loss say like right some, not just someone's win or loss. let me think about yeah. this for a sec um fake clay thompson's gonna get a few shots in yeah 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 yeah. um oh yeah yeah clay um the the guy who got in with dressing up as clay thompson to shoot that's right that's right um hot take i will go with um let's see i'll go well i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic i'm gonna go with the celtics winning game six and then i'm gonna go what's my hot take gonna be it's gonna be that steph curry is going to miss a buzzer beater attempt in game seven. Wow. To win, to, to lose, but they're oh, going to lose like the yeah. game winning shot. Like, like, cause you, you, you want it. You said you wanted a final second ending yeah. to game seven, which I think everyone does. Yeah. Um, so my hot take is not going to be that it's going to be a miss. Do you think like, it's whether, whether it's well defended? I don't, uh, I'm not sure, but it's going to be a miss. It's, it's going to do a toilet. To, it's going to hit the, hit oh, the in and basket, out. hit the rim, toilet bowl. <laughs> out. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. Then hit the shot clock, but it's going to have already expired. Right. So So that's my hot take. I love it. We'll we'll write it down. So there you go. So there you go. Game six coming up on Thursday. We'll see what happens. Well, good luck. Um, So our last topic uh, is going to be golf, but we're going to cover that in our next section. So without further ado, are we about to slide into slide into our DM? I think we're sliding into sliding into our DMs. Okay, cool. So here it is. Uh, run number two of the greatest sound effect ever made. All right. So uh, those are good. Th- it's good. It's I will good. say I mean, it's, 
it's not better than our sports sound effect. No, nothing did. can be. But that, it's that's, also not better yeah. than the old pop culture sound effect. That's true. That's true. That is that good. Refuse to use. I have a reference to that coming up later in the show, but oh. uh, not. Yeah, well, sort of, I guess. Um, so, but first, uh, we have three questions today. So I'll I'll read the first one. The first okay. one is from Murph, uh, who's a longtime contributor. Welcome back to uh, submitting questions and being a part of the show, Murph. Murph. Um, congrats by the on way, your baby. Congrats, I was about to say congrats so on the baby. No, you beat me to it. But congrats to baby Murph. Uh, uh, huge congratulations. Big life moment in the life of Murph. I can't believe it. I know. It's crazy. Dad. Um, Murph And dad. congrats to Devin as well. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Murph asks, uh, what our thoughts are on LIV Golf League. So uh, I don't know if I'm, you know, the, the LIV stands for the Roman numeral 54. I don't know how that's supposed to be said. I haven't really watched news coverage about this much. Right. I think it's so I'm live. calling it. Is it live? Live? is it live? Is it live? Okay, that's so, what so we'll saying. call it live. Um, but for a brief recap of what this is, um, live is another golf league that originated as the Saudi golf leagues, basically backed by Saudi Arabia. Uh, there's the Saudi Arabian government, I guess, uh, is like the the financial backing of this of this golf league. Um, but they're uh, essentially. And, and this is probably a bad analogy because I, like I said, don't know this fully, but it feels like they're doing a sort of, it's like an XFL situation. But if the XFL was an actual competitor to the NFL taking its talent, right? So the live golf league uh, is basically having very large incentives to poach some of the top golf talent to play in their tournaments. Instead, the PGA tour has suspended players that are making that switch to the live golf league from playing in PGA tour events, basically saying like, you got to pick where you're going to be. You can't be, you can't play in live and PGA tour because they're competing with each other. Right. So you have this whole array of moral issues that come with live, right? Like, like there, there's a lot going on with the fact that they're Saudi Arabian backed. There's a lot of um, very corrupt and bad things that go on within Saudi Arabian regimes, within the Saudi Arabian country, with the way you know women are treated, with the the, the U.S. journalist that was murdered a couple of years ago, um, allegedly by the Saudi Arabian government. Right. So there's all this stuff, right? But at the end of the day, most of the golfers say, like, of course that we don't support like you know human right violations, but this is a golf league that is not really related to that, and we're you know we're joining this because of reasons X, Y, and Z. And they, they say it's not because of the money, but because of the, the other reasons, the time off and things like that. So, um, the last thing before we, I, I turn it over to you, there's a couple differences in the way the tournaments work, which and partly why they're called uh, live L I V, which is 54 as a Roman mm-hmm. numeral, which is that their tournaments are 54 whole tournaments, not 72. And their shotgun starts, which you're familiar with the shotgun start, right? Yeah, it's like scrambles. Yeah, all start at the same time. All start at the same time on all different holes. Very foreign for like real PGA Tour events that those don't happen that way. So it's kind of like this new age differences in the game that uh, you have this juxtaposition of on one hand, you've got the new league that people that a few people are flocking to that has some moral issues against the old league that is like set in their ways and like is grumpy about the new league. Right. And so yeah. there's, there's negatives on both sides and there's positives on both sides, but what, what is your thought about this whole situation? Okay. And do you have any so, hot takes? So here's my <laughs> thoughts. I know so little, I know almost <laughs> nothing about live golf and I have Same. very hot takes, Okay, let's which hear seems them. to be everyone's 
stance That's on the live way you golf. Do it. Yeah. There's still so much to be learned about live golf. Yeah. And yet it's already dominating the golf news feed. I mean, they took a bunch of big players. They took yep. DeChambeau, they took Dustin Johnson, Ustazen, uh, or whatever you say his name. There's just yep. massive, massive names yep. who will no longer be able to play in the PGA, quote unquote, maybe, who knows. Um, I'm here for it. I think old, boring institutions need shakeups. Just in general, as a general like rule of thumb, mm-hmm. um, I include baseball with that. I think baseball <laughs> falls into that. You know, like let's shake some stuff up. Um, do I do I understand the human rights violation? Like, oh, you shouldn't go play for this because of that. I mean, there's a mass shooting every week in the United yeah. States. Like, imagine if it was flipped and they were going to the United States, they'd be like, oh, do you yeah. support guns? Do you support violence? Like, yeah. you can. I, I think you can make a what about ism yep. uh, pretty easily for them. For them, it's just money. Like I know they won't yeah. say it, but it's a it's a crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am okay with them taking a crazy amount of money. It's their life. Yeah. It's their career. They mm-hmm. need to provide for their families, and they're playing golf. You know, they're just hitting yeah. a little white ball that doesn't move. <laughs> um, so I, I fully support the golfers that that do it. I. I think they should have a more nuanced take when asked yeah like what do you think be like i i don't know i'm sure you you could have a pr person come up with a better answer than like well i'm just a golfer don't ask me any questions yeah right right but i don't know i'm here for it i i think golf this is the most i've paid attention to golf in years years and and the uh and these these live golfers that have been have been suspended from pga events uh can still play in the u.s open because the u.s open is not a pga event so um, that's the that's the only immediate negative for me is that yeah. the the U.S. Open this year is in Boston in yeah. Newton, yeah, and that's cool. Um, and I think there's going to be, I mean, yeah, they can technically still play, but will yeah. they? It's definitely right. a conflict of interest. Some may just yeah. be like, no, I'm doing, I don't want to, mm-hmm. don't want to deal with the hassle, don't want to deal with the questions. Yep. I I, I bet the U.S. Open is going to be the first very weird golf yeah. tournament. Well, it's yeah, for sure. Which is stinks because like yeah, it's Boston. It's like yeah. oh, you want it to shine, but right, I get it. Um, yeah, and and you know that that's uh, several players have echoed this. So, like there have been players that I, I've seen a range. I've seen I've seen some quotes that people are upset about the guys that have joined Live. I've seen some that they basically echo what you just said, which is that they fully support the players that make their decisions to do whatever they want. They may disagree with the fact that they went, but like that nobody right. is going to sit here and say that, that Dustin Johnson doesn't have the right to do that or that he is wrong to do that. Like it's, you can disagree with, with him doing that, but it doesn't mean that, you know, he's a bad person because he went to live. Right. right. Like ultimately he's a golfer choosing what league he's golfing in. Right. And I think, um, I agree with the, I, I, I agree with, I think we're, we're probably on the same page. Like, neither of us know enough about live to like make yeah. a judgment on like its morality or it's like right. the, uh, the corruption of it or anything I don't know, like I, that. I like, don't actually know where the money's come. Maybe, who's, right, whose maybe it's is, blood money and it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm out, right. but so, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so we don't know to assess at that level. I think what we both agree on is that in a vacuum, something like this happening is good for golf overall. Yes. Like, Agreed. Because it puts some pressure on, like, what is the best and most exciting way to play golf, right? This is a little bit different than 
like golf is an individual sport. Totally. Totally. A hundred percent individual. Well, like this is th- different than if like Kyrie Irving said, I'm starting a basketball league and I'm bringing my buddies with me. And all of a sudden Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and, you know, uh, James Harden and whoever else joined a new league. And now there was another league that was like, you know, that that to me is different. Like that that's different and more targeted destruction at the NBA than this is. The, golf agree. is an individual sport. Right. And I, I also think the PGA has done very little to yeah. elevate its personalities. It mm-hmm. is a people watch golf for the people golfing, not mm-hmm. the like beautiful shot. You see that shot every yeah. single time. Like yeah. I can hit a shot that a pro can hit if I hit it, per, not a drive, but like if I'm putting and I sink a crazy long putt, I don't do it consistently, but I can do it. It's not like this crazy prowess that you need to catch. Oh my God, these incredible athletes. It's like John Daly out yep. there. I like watching John Daly drink a beer and like, yeah. I like the personalities of golf. And I think losing these special personalities, like the, the Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau mini feud is yep. fun and good for golf. Yep. I don't think PGA promotes them or promotes right. that and they should. And hopefully this is a wake up call. I don't know the sustainability of, of two, two leagues, but Right. I think the PGA just kind of slept on their best their best asset, which is the golfers. You know, right. and they lost they lost them. Yeah. I agree. And you know, I was just trying to to research this um you know, another example that I remember thinking this as far as like PGA's inability to promote properly, right? Um the you, you did you see when uh PGA uh, 2K21 came out, the video game? I mean, I know like, of like, it. Yeah, so it's like you you know the Tiger Woods used oh, to be a yeah, yeah, wildly yeah. popular game. That was right. EA Sports, right? And then they started EA Sports made Rory for a couple of years, Rory McIlroy, <laughs> yeah. and that didn't really succeed. And then uh, the 2K franchise, which makes NBA 2K games, which are very popular, 2K made PGA Tour 2K21. Mm-hmm. How many PGA Tour players do you think are in PGA Tour 2K21? Like if you had to guess, I mean, you would. Okay, I would guess all of them. A hundred. <laughs> 50? Right, 12. <laughs> yeah. 12 players are in PGA 2K21. Yeah. So, like, how, how do you explain that? Like, you aren't willing to pay the money for licensing rights to get your players in the PGA Tour in the video game. That, like, how else, like, like if you're going to tell me that golf's peak interest level did not coincide with the Tiger Woods video games, I'll tell you you're wrong. Because that, right. like, the Tiger Woods video games, we played them in college, like, those yeah, made people like golf. Those made people want to golf, you know? And so again, that's not, that's not the only thing, but like, that's an example, right? 12 players are in that video game. Yeah. Like that, that's good, an example of the PGA not promoting their players well enough. Yeah. It's a, it's a good example. I mean, I, so, I agree with you that golf yeah. had their heyday and they yeah. tiger woods and yeah. they just haven't been able to find and, these new, the new generation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like yeah. all these players like Bubba yeah. Watson. I I enjoyed when he was when he was hitting them well. And now it's yep. know, who's who. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, basically they've become very, very reliant. And this kind of goes with the, their traditionalism. They've become so reliant on the events and not the players. Right. Like totally. The, the masters will be watched. Right. right. They People will watch that. Right. But how can you generate interest all season? Right. Like, like how are you going to get people to watch the, you know, uh, the Bob's Burgers Invitational, like yeah. that, you know, how, well, like that's a good point. To your to your point, back golf and, and I don't watch much golf, but I have to assume 
golf was at its peak in, in, in viewership and, and popularity when Tiger Woods was winning every single one. Yeah. Because he right. was a good po- – but now right. – it's now, since then, since he's kind of fallen off, different people win every year and, yeah. and you can't really connect with this like dominant yeah. force. Like Rory McIlroy was great for a while. Now he stinks. You're like what happened to him? Yeah. And you cut, like Justin kind of, Thomas is maybe knocking on the door. Like he's right. had a lot of recent success, but it's like, you know, but splitting the leagues is going to make that even worse. Like yeah. Joe Schmo, who's a hundredth in the world one big mm-hmm. deal. He's not competing against the, the yeah. top 50 players. Right. I don't know. Right. I, I think it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's like yeah. splitting the vote in an election. Like it's yeah. probably bad for both. Right. Yeah. It's uh, bad if they can't coexist. It's, it's bad. I, I think that the healthy pressure is good if they can coexist, but we'll see if they can. Mm. So, Anything else on golf? No, Hopefully just the caveat is we're, we're yeah. talking out of our butts here. I know Completely. nothing about Completely. golf. Completely. We know nothing about live. <laughs> but it's, and, it's the radio, oh, so I have to say about something. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there you go. Um, all right. We have uh, next one is the return of Dad Joe Queen. Dad this must Joe have Queen. coincided with me posting on Instagram for the first time in a while. <laughs> um, so Dad Joe Queen says, what did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? What? Supplies. Did you get it? Like surprise. Yeah. I, I mean, the worst. So the worst is that I can read the answer here, so I can't have like. Yeah. A, joke. An, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have put the answer there. Maybe, so, and you'll yeah. get my full reaction. Because yeah. I see the answer when it's submitted, but right. Yeah. It's good. Should, yeah. It's it's a good joke. It's a good well one. It's a good one. It's, <laughs> yeah. good, it's good. So I mean, Supplies. dad joke. Dad joke queen is named aptly, I guess. So that that will do. So there you go. <laughs> um, and finally, question number three is from Kelsey. Uh, and I'm guessing that you've had a chance to think about this question because this, this seems like right up your alley. It is right Would up my alley, and I, I'm nervous about my answer. <laughs> I haven't I haven't decided my answer yet, and I'm going to decide yeah. on the fly. Would so you I rather hear you, yeah. you read it and then answer it first? Okay, okay. Would Let you me rather, read it to you. Okay, okay, you can read <laughs> Derek, yes. would you rather give up books or movies forever? So, the, I mean, the obvious... It, there is no question about the answer for me. It's books, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I wish that I was someone who would answer truthfully movies. Like I, I wish that I, it I wasn't want even, to yeah. be the person that can say honestly, movies is my choice. The best version of you in another parallel universe says like maybe says, oh, totally. I could read books yeah. only and never watch a movie again and I would be happy. Right. But that is not me, unfortunately. No. Um so here's my I, only here's my only addition yeah. to that. I, I think your logic is sound. Imagine all movies without the books they're based on. So like there's a lot of movies that mm-hmm. are based on books. Oh, okay. That's a different flavor so, of this so question. So without the books, you don't get those movies. So, you, so your your movie selection's probably probably worse. It's right. basically all Marvel movies. <laughs> Unless you count comic books, then there's no Marvel movies. That <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an interesting flavor on this question because I interpreted the in- initial question as like which would you rather give up like as your hobby like oh. like you can't read books anymore or you can't watch movies anymore but what if but, they disappeared this is like a Thanos like question like would, <laughs> yeah. w- which if Thanos snapped his fingers would you rather all books have never existed or all <laughs> movies have never existed oh so I that's how I read it okay like which which way do you want to answer it well, so the, the the former way that I interpreted it, my answer is that like it's yeah. clearly like I have to say I would rather give up books. Um, the the latter form of the question is way more existential. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I like I, like I can't really wrap my head around it. Like um, if no because, books, because like exist. I wonder like like would movie writing 
would movie writing have been spectacular if people didn't write books? Would they have all focused their attention to write movies? Like, yeah. like, like I agree with it's you true. that all the good movies would be gone, but like, would they be replaced by better movies that because people wrote them better? I got to know. That's a so, good, that's a good counterpoint. It's so, I don't know. Um, I, I also, think, would anyone be able to write because all of the English books are gone? So, so no one would ever learn anything. That's an excellent point. Would anyone know anything if not for books? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how, like, who would have learned how to make a movie without a uh, book? We're in too deep. We're in too deep. Your answer is you give up books. Got it. Yes. Got it. Um, so, what's think, your answer? I think my answer, and I'm sorry, Kelsey, I think my answer is I would also give up books. And really? I am a books guy. I know. That's not, that's surprising to me. I mean, but I don't I, like. And I don't watch many movies either. I read way more than I watch movies. Yeah. But I I want the option to lay on the couch and watch a movie. Yeah. More right? than I want the option to lay on a couch and read a book. And I, think, I love yeah. books. I, yeah. I feel sad saying it. Yeah. And I'm glad I don't actually have to make the decision. But Right. I think that, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I think that this question, like... Sometimes it goes way beyond which one do you do more? You know, yeah. like you read way more books than you watch movies, but like those less frequent things, sometimes it's like, wow, like faced with the reality of never being able to do that again. Yeah. Like would I give up this thing I do all the time? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I'm sure there's, one. it's a good question. It's a very well submitted question. Yeah. I, um, I think there's probably other questions like that that you could ask. Yeah. Like something you do all the time versus mm-hmm. something you do very rarely, but the thing you do very rarely is really enjoyable. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So All right, there you bye go. Bye, books. See yeah. you later. <laughs> all right. So uh, that does it for our questions. Thank you uh, to all three people that submitted DMs for a conversation that yielded some good, uh, good discussion. So that brings us into uh, the next section, which is miscellaneous. So uh, we'll Very. start it off. Go ahead. What'd you say? Very miscellaneous. Very miscellaneous. So we're all over the board here. Uh, I'm going to sort of be bookending this section with two very random things. So the and first, I'm going to be the, ending it with books. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be bookending right. it, and I'm going to yeah, be ending it with books. You're putting a book. Yeah, right. Books towards so, the end. Yeah. Um, so first thing I have, uh, Steve, have you heard of, do you know what Mopop is? I do not. It's a it venue. Very it's weird. called Mopop. Like Mopop. It's, I'm just letting you guess what it means if you want, but I'm not going to let you guess say for long. I'm going to say Mopop is definitely a like a new hip vegan popsicle. Okay, that's a good guess, but it's completely wrong. Oh. So Mopop is the Museum of Pop Culture, oh, which is in Seattle, which is where I'm going to be for a conference next week for oh. my company. And our evening reception on night one of the conference is at the Museum of Pop Culture. And I am wondering if... Pop Culture. Yeah. The Mo- Mopop is what it's called, I guess, for short. Yeah. And I am wondering if I should be bringing our pop culture sound effect to this museum and submitting it because it is, it's objectively the greatest pop culture sound effect for a podcast segment that has ever existed. Are you going to play it? Do you have it? I probably, I don't uh, actually, yeah, let's, here it is for those of you that didn't used to listen. It's good. So, it's not I mean, as good as sports, but it's no, good. it's not. But but this is we're talking about a museum specifically for pop culture, right? Right. So Here, you should bring our podcast. Our pop podcast true. is pop culture. That's, that we is are also pop true. culture. That's true. That we're we're literally a pop culture podcast. Yeah. Also, so. tangentially, 
I think that is the worst idea for a museum I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I would never go to that willingly. That We're going to find terrible. out if it's any good. We're going to find out if it's, it's gonna any good. It's going to be Carda- <laughs> It's going to be one Kardashian room, one like. Look at the 70s. Look how crazy movies were in the 70s. It's just oh, so self-serving and annoying. I've been told that there's a there's a big Jimi Hendrix presence at this museum because he's from Seattle. Um, so we'll see if that's pop like, culture. That's like, music. Right. It's music. So I don't, again, we're going to find out what, what the vibe is here for the pop culture museum. I'm sure it's but fine, I, but it's <laughs> weird. It should be a different museum. I, 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 I hear you. But if if it is what it sounds like, then we should be in it. So yeah, um, that's the that's the main thing there is that I'm going to have to bring the podcast and let them know that they're missing a key element. So see if they're taking applications. Yeah, I, I will. I will check. I will check. Um, so there you go. There's a little there's a little tidbit there. Um, next, we go into a couple of movies, which I know you haven't seen either of these two. We talked before the podcast. So no, but I'll I also be... ha- I also have thoughts, even though. Yeah. I haven't okay, seen OK. It. So all right. So you can provide thoughts then. So the first one we're going to go over is Top Gun Maverick, which is now the highest grossing movie of the year. Uh, uh, what well, I don't I don't remember how many years, like twenty something, thirty year, thirty something years since the original came out, and I believe nineteen eighty six. Right. Um, Top Gun Maverick, uh, the sequel. Uh, what are your thoughts, having not seen it before? Not I go having over mine, watched, having seen it, not having watched it, I've heard spectacular things. People yeah. are like, "Oh, I just went." It's how movies should be made. I just <laughs> forgot that movies could be so enjoyable and yeah. just no pretense. Um, it's got a 97 tomato yeah. meter, 99 audience. Apparently, it just it slaps. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise looks incredible. Yeah. He still looks like he's 30. Uh, it just looks fun and cool. Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. That's I true. Don't like supporting we, yeah, that. That is that is it's true. Weird. But all signs point to it being cool, and I probably would see it. Yeah. So I saw it. Um, Fun side note: I saw it at a drive-in movie theater, Whoa. which is which is uh, South South Shore, Massachusetts, or near, kind of like South and West, near like Foxborough, kind of. Mm. Um, and it was very cool. It's called the Menden Twin Drive-in. Um, very very cool drive-in theater. So let me know if you want recommendations. But if you live in Massachusetts, I highly recommend going there. Hmm. But uh, phenomenal. Top. This movie is so good. But like, like I, like, really? I it really is. I, like I, I, I wanted to. I, I was on guard against like just the cheesiness of like right. oh like we just like it because it's Top Gun. I kind of want to dislike. This movie it. was really good. Like okay. <laughs> like this, this like it just it has like all the action of the original with way better like effects of like the flying and like mm-hmm. the the but but the biggest thing is that it has a storyline to me that actually feels like a real storyline um, as opposed to like just kind of the cheesiness of like the original right. It has yeah. a a real storyline with still has its Top Gun humor. But like it has the actually a lot of emotional like elements of the storyline. The acting is great. Miles Teller is awesome as um as Goose's son. And it's just like it's just a re- it's just I thought it was really good. And cool. and it's like I like you, I had heard everybody raving about it. And so I was a little bit like, let's see if this lives up to it. I, I think it lived up to it. I'm not sitting here. It's Top Gun. I'm not, it's not like, right. you know, it's probably not going to win best picture. But for what Top Gun is like this, it was it was as good as they could have made the sequel, I think. Wow. So would you say you have to see it in theaters? Uh, pro- no, I mean, not necessarily. I saw it out, out at a drive in. Right. So like, right. I didn't have like the full like theater audio element of it. I, I did say like, I probably, I would go see it in a theater, 
again, like just to get the theater uh, experience of it, I would say you don't have to, but I think it would be elevated by that because of just like the, you know, the epic like soundtrack of Top Gun and like, you know, the, the sound effects of the planes and stuff. I, I think it would be good to see in theater, but not like I wouldn't see it if you missed it in theaters. I'd still see it afterwards. Is it so. totally machismo or can is it like kind of middle? Well, is it like targeted at like broy dudes or can it? I don't think it? so. No, I, I don't think so. Like, like uh, Catherine saw it with me and she liked it a lot. Um, like so it's definitely not like over the top, like, you know, macho, macho, you know, uh, like I think it, it's Top Gun one was more macho, I think, than this movie is. This movie okay. is a little, a little bit more well-rounded as a movie, I would say. All right. So. So there you go. Top Gun, uh, all, you know, 99 tomatoes. I'm going to give Top Gun. I'm going to give this new Top Gun movie 95 Dragon Fruits. Yeah, that's way up again, considering what it is like, like this isn't against like, you know, some cinema cinematography masterpiece here, but it's uh, I'm going to put it way up there. So 95. That's incredible. Yeah. So that's number one movie. Number two, which will be a little bit quicker discussion. Uh, Jurassic pa- Jurassic World Old Dominion. Uh, sorry, not Old Dominion. Uh, that's that's a band. <laughs> um, yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I saw recently as well. Uh, I think it's the third Jurassic World movie now. Um, you've seen the some of the previous ones. Is that right? I think I saw the first one with Chris Pratt. Yeah. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Jurassic. If you're a Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World fan, this movie is is good. Um. It's it's good slash fine, you know. Like like I I would see it if if you like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. If you like those movies, I would see it. If you don't like those movies, I wouldn't see it. Yeah, right? like like that. It's that simple for me. Like this is just like it. It reminds me in a way of people who like you know Marvel movies or Harry Potter movies or any series. Like if you like the series, you're gonna like this movie. Like that. It's a good. It's a good uh, rendition of the series, right? Yeah. But it's not gonna like it's not going to bring new Jurassic world fans in like, like it's or like, it's not going to bring in someone who hadn't seen the previous ones. And it's like, Oh wow. Like now I want to go see them all. Like it's, it, I think it's just a, it's just a good addition to the series. It's nothing remarkable in my huh. view. I so. mean, I could, could have guessed that it was just a good movie, you know, it's good. It's- and, and I don't mean to talk bad about it. Like it was good, but it's, I, I mean to not talk it up. Like I'm not telling you, you should go like see it at all costs. You know, they just are so, I don't know. They're just too much now. You know, I just can't. How many is that now? Ten Jurassic Parks. Uh, I don't. I'm supposed to believe that they six. still they yeah. still haven't figured out the dinosaurs <laughs> are dangerous. I mean, like haven't I, figured out the problem. I will say this: the progression of the story is at least okay. Like the because that what you just said is a legitimate concern. Like how many times can you run this back? Like the, right. the park failed. Like it was dangerous yeah. and it failed. Like how many times can you run it back? Right. <laughs> uh, the the story is much different. Uh, like so. The premise of Jurassic World Dominion is basically modern day, not even escape, like modern day, like they are integrated in life, like they are integrated in the world. Oh, like dogs and cats. Honestly, kind of. Yeah. Like one of the opening, like there's a scene where there's a kid like at a duck pond, like feeding like a little dinosaur, a little like dinosaur, (laughs) like like, that's like (laughs) a a benign dinosaur that's not like going to rip someone's head off, you know, um, so it is. An, it, it is. A, I, I at least give them props for the premise that they've like, like they've kept it going with premise that is not feeling overdone. Okay. But ultimately, though, it's still a Jurassic Park movie. Like, like it's it has all the and and it is so loud. Like if you see it in theaters, like 
prepare to have a headache. Like it's really? so loud. It's I can so imagine. loud Just in the theater. Pure dinosaur, Just dinosaur, and like and like and it's in the real world. So like Chris Pratt's on motorcycle races everywhere. Oh, and it's like it's loud. It's a loud movie. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I'll, I'll give it. Um, I'll give this one seventy percent dragon fruits. All um, right. Good movie. Again, if you like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, go see it. But if not, don't, you know, stress it. So, all right. There you go. So that's Jurassic it for movies. World. I will not see it, but I'm, I'm happy go. it's mediocre, above Good, mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so now we go into a couple of shows. Um, so the first one, and I'll let you kick this one off The Boys the on boys. Amazon Prime, season three. I was we've just, definitely talked about this before. So we what do you have. Think? I was yeah. just selling The Boys to a guy who hasn't seen it. Um, it is a weird sell, I will tell you that. <laughs> it sure Be- is. It's hard to recommend because it's so gruesome and yeah. gnarly and and yep. just I don't know. It it it's off brand. It is mm-hmm. really really gross and disturbing and dark and weird, but that's why it's great. Yep. You know, it they lean into uh, especially season 3. I mean, it, yeah. season the- 1 and 2 are gross and weird and there's crazy stuff happening. Your your jaws on the floor the entire time. But season three, they must have been sitting in a room, the writers, saying, what's the most depraved thing we can think of? Like, what's this most psychotic thing that I can think of right now? And let's make it happen. And they nailed it in episode one of season they three. They nailed it. <laughs> it's like, just, they hit the pinnacle of that thing you just said. Right. I, <laughs> I'm, I was sitting, I was talking to someone, I shiver thinking of the things that they turned down. You know, like the stuff <laughs> yeah. that didn't, that was too bad. Yeah. Like if, so... This is a long-winded way of saying it's a very good show. <laughs> um, it's a the boys. For those who don't know, it's a it's almost like a dark satire on superhero shows and movies. It's this real world. If real world today superheroes were egotistical maniacs who also understood their power and knew that they were invincible and just could manipulate and kill and and were do part a, of a. Like multi million dollar, multi billion dollar organization, right? right. Like a, a so corporation. It's very, it's a really good storyline. It's like very well structured. You know, I, yeah. I feel it could be real. Yeah. If, 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 and it's hard to say, but if superheroes were real, this is a way it would happen. Yeah. Um, and it's really well acted. All, all of the characters are mm-hmm. so good. It's, it's just a well done show. And it's yeah. not for everyone. It will not be for everyone. You need to, be comfortable with blood, lots of it. Be comfortable with nudity, lots of it. Be comfortable with cursing and uh, just very, very off yep. the wall themes. But if you if you're okay with all those things, <laughs> it's really, really good. So yeah, uh, season three is not over, but it's starting out with a bang. Yeah, I, I basically echo all of that. Um, it's it's just uh, in seasons one and two you could really summarize it as just it's it was gory you know like yeah. like it was gruesome but like uh it feels like they've upped it in season three to be yeah. not just gruesome but also as like chilling and cringy and shivering as it can be like when you try to when you you know just look at what's happening right yeah but in um, in, in a way that works you're like wow yeah. this is it, this in, a way, in a way that's impactful and doesn't feel out of place at all you know it feels like that's the show's identity right, right. um and yeah, I think uh, I, you know, honestly, I also kind of like their episode by episode releasing. Like Me it's kind of different. It's like you know, each week you get a new episode. I think they release the first three at once, but then they or two, two or three at once, and then they release one a week. So I, I, I you know, I recommend it, but I'm I fully 
I fully co-sign everything you said. It's yeah. a weird show to recommend. It's similar but. to Ozark in that like they're so heavy and dark, they're mm-hmm. hard to watch more than one in a row. Yeah. You right. like you need to cool down. Yeah, yeah. right. It's true. Um yeah, so there you go. There's The Boys Season 3, and you got one more show you want to talk about? I do. It's the exact opposite show right. of The Boys. It is the most easy watch, kind-hearted, no pressure, <laughs> um, Abbott Elementary, which is on Hulu. Uh, so The Boys is on Amazon Prime. Abbott Elementary is on Hulu. And the, it, I, it's very funny. It's a goofy 30-minute comedy about um, uh, a low-income sc- public school in Philadelphia and all the teachers and antics and whatnot. It's filmed exactly like The Office. Okay. They have, they do their things and they make awkward, funny faces at the camera when someone says something weird. Um, they have their little interview cuts where they're they're talking about the thing that just happened. Um, there's even there's even like a Michael type character. There's a Jim and Pam type character. It's in. You could think like, oh, we've done this a million times. Oh, they ripped it off. Like it's a good format. It works. Like it's funny. Yeah. The the faces you make at a camera is really funny. It's. Uh, and the characters are good. So if you're looking for a good, wholesome, easy 30-minute like office-style show, and I was really looking for it, so maybe I was just yeah. desperate for that kind of show, but <laughs> Abbott Elementary is very good. And it's only 10 or 11 episodes. Right. Um, you can watch them whenever. You watch yeah. them as you're eating lunch, you know, just a 30-minute yeah. quick Will there be show. more, do you know? Or like another There's season? There's one or? season, and... I looked at, I Googled it after reviews are very good and like people are talking about it. So I would assume yes, because I think it's like, um, like back when primetime TV did like when ABC would make new shows like, you know, modern family, stuff like that. Yeah. Now everything's made directly for programming for um, streaming options. This is like a TV show. I think it shows up on normal television on like two Thursday nights at eight o'clock or something. I think. Yeah. And that's why I watch it on Hulu. Right. Um, so it's enjoyable. It's a, I would recommend it. Abbott Elementary. Right. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Add that one to the list as the polar opposite of the boys when it comes to lightheartedness. <laughs> um, last part before the final drive here, we've got something queued up here. Is this is this a segment? I think it is. We'll do it quick, but yes, <laughs> it's a cozy book corner. Okay, so Cozy Book Corner. Derek, do you know who Andy Weir is? I do, actually. I read one of his mini books. Remember that little mini? That's right. Yeah, the I little thought minis, he did that. He, those like novellas, yeah. The little sci-fi yeah. standalone. I don't remember which one in that six it was was his. I'd have to look it back up. But yeah, I, I did read one of his. Um, did you ever read or see The Martian? Yes, I saw he, it. He's the guy who wrote the book. Gotcha. Andy okay. Weir wrote cool. the book. So I just read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Yep. Um. If you've seen, I haven't read The Martian, but I've seen the book or I've seen the movie. This is exactly like The Martian. The character right. is the same. The dire situation is is the same. It's like a space, yeah. like, apocalyptic space scenario. Um, the character is like goofy and funny, even though he's facing like total annihilation. Yeah, right. Um, it's an enjoyable read. It's what it's well written. It's super campy. It's about the campiest book i've ever read like these people are legitimately about to die and they're like well guess it's time to die haha and like <laughs> it, it gets a little cringy at times yeah. but it's really well paced i think the um it has a beautiful last page like you, you very rarely say like i loved the last page 
Yeah. Like it just has a very good ending, which is hard right. to say about a lot of books. Um, hmm. I would recommend it. It's it's enjoyable. It's a quick read. Uh, it gets a little bogged down in like science and stuff. They yeah, he's too accurate on huge space scenario numbers. Um, but overall, really really good. Uh, I gave it eighty four Steve Nicholas avocados. Nice. Not not certified guac, but it's if you like The Martian, it's it's basically that. It is basically right. The Martian, just a different it's, scenario. It's interesting, yeah, because like, uh, the fact that he wrote The Martian as well, it's, it's kind of interesting that his another book would mirror it so closely. It's but, exactly. It's, it, yeah. You could have handed me The Martian and, and this book, <laughs> and I would almost not be able to tell you the difference. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. 84 is still pretty good. So, yeah. um, you know, it was fun. certified, it was like but not everything can be certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so there you go. That does it for all the main episode topics. Brings us into the final drive. Steve, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I see you have two items here. I want to go first and I'll do them quick. Okay, cool. I forgot a shout out. That's one of them. I want uh, to shout okay. out Nate Sanders, or should I say Father Nate. Uh, congratulations. I went to Nate's ordination. He became a, a Catholic priest nice. in Boston a couple weekends ago. Beautiful ceremony. Just honestly, like it's been we've it's been such a bad couple years, honestly. Yeah. America's kind of in the spiral. Everything's bad. And this was just such pure goodness. It was really, really good to see. Beautiful ceremony. Congrats to him and his family. Nice. Uh, best of luck. Second is I have a hot take from a coworker. He's probably listening, and I want to get your take before I form my opinion. Okay. It's about bananas, Derek. Okay. It's a good topic. Is he says a banana, and I'm I'm thinking it through. I'm still trying to figure it out. He says a banana is the worst banana flavored thing that exists <laughs> all, he says all other banana flavored things are better than a banana the flavor okay and so I'm like banana bread is pretty good like well, but, but, banana mm. runs are the best runs okay I'll preface this by saying I am in the minority I think I am a banana flavoring fan I like artificial banana flavoring stuff like I, I, I like it I think that take is wrong. I think Whoa. bananas are still better than that. Like, but the flavor banana, of banana, I, a banana is still the best tasting thing of that bunch, in my view. However, I do like banana flavored things. Like, I like things that are. If you give me like a banana smoothie, that's just like not from a banana, but it's like just yeah. some sugary banana flavor. Like, I like that flavor, but I don't think it's better than bana- real banana. So, okay, I I, yeah. I think I agree with you. I. He said it so confidently. Like, <laughs> are banana flavored things really good? Are there a lot of them? Are they? Most like, people hate them. I, I've argued this with people before. Most people think it's disgusting, or at least most people I've talked to think banana flavoring is gross. It came. And I've it came up with. It came up with hummingbird cake. You ever had hummingbird oh, cake? No, no. Basically carrot cake, but with banana bread hmm. instead of regular cake yeah. instead of carrots. So. Huh. It's it's a it's his hot take. I yeah, I just hey, needed I need some respect. backup. I think I agree with you. I think a yeah. banana tastes good and better than banana flavored things. I would be interested to hear him clarify because like banana bread is like still made with real banana. I think yeah. like so it's just like another thing. But if I don't he know if banana also bread means was the like, argument. But. Yeah, if he means like like you said runts or like candy like things like that that are flavored banana, right? If that's what he's talking about, I can't agree. Even I'll though I he, even though I like the flavor. He's a very good lawyer, so if, if we get him on, he's going to convince you, and even whether through sheer force or, or argument. What about so. banana flavored Tic Tacs? <laughs> no, so, I would. Uh, <laughs> I quit. 
that's that's my time on the pod. Later days. <laughs> um, so there you go. There's there's the coworker hot take. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Cool. Um, my final drive. Just a quick shout out. Um, congrats to my cousin Wes and his new wife Ivy. They got married over last weekend in New York, uh, upstate New York, at a venue called Red Maple Vineyard. It was beautiful, like kind of very not New York uh, city vibe, but an upstate New York vibe. Uh, it was like near the Catskills. It was uh, at a you know vineyard on a big hill, outdoor cer- outdoor ceremony, indoor like barn style like uh, vibe at the wedding at the sure. reception itself. Cool. Really cool event. Really happy for you guys, and it was a very fun weekend. Um, so congrats to Wes and Ivy uh, on your marriage. That was that was great. Nice. So that's it. That's all we got. That's it. It wraps it up. So. That's all we got for 162. Hopefully both of our teams are still alive or, or champions the next time we, Go we talk. Seas. Um, and we'll see you guys next time on 163. Later. Go Bolts. Days. <laughs> <laughs>